example offense, I mean, it's not exactly the K-Gun like when you were in Buffalo, but I, I've noticed that that has allowed you guys to find more of a rhythm on offense. Is that something that you guys are considering doing more often, like in the Bears game? Yeah, I think the tempo offense, uh, you know, really is a great change of pace. We worked a lot on it this offseason. We've talked about it in every game, waiting for the right opportunity to use it. Uh, we thought this was the week. You know, Coach, Coach made a comment to me early last week, like he felt watching the tape early, just knowing the situation, he felt like this was the week he, we wanted to do it and, it, and it was effective and we executed well with it. It certainly has its advantages. I don't think it's a every play thing, but it is certainly, it, it does afford you, uh, if you can execute rhythm, but that's the whole key. You got to execute to have rhythm. Yeah, I think there's some, yeah, I think there's some help to that. I mean, I, there you know the guys that have been here were used to it. You know, I think Carson is really likes it and handles it well. So I think there was some benefit to that. Thank you, Carson. Yeah, I mean, you know, finishing these games. I mean, obviously it's a team thing. You know, your quarterback, you're gonna. When you win it, it's going to be you won it. So there's, I, we, all, we all get that. You know, I think uh, in general, you know, I think over the years, just to make a general statement about it, I don't know the exact stat, but it's, I remember a couple of years ago hearing a stat saying like 75% of games are decided by one score or less. Maybe you guys can check that stat or something. But so it's not a surprise that games are going to come down to a last drive. You're either going to be six, almost, if that stat's right, 75 or 80% of games, that's the norm that is coming down to the last drive. Um, what's probably a little bit of the different is we've had is some of the margin of some of our victories. So back to your question, which is a great question, it's, you know, it's just execution and it's a team thing. And experience tells me been in hundreds and hundreds of close games that, I don't know, 80 or 90% of it is just execution staying on the field long enough, making enough good plays so that somebody can make a great play to win the game. You got to just play good football, 80% of it, make a play, make another first down, boom. And then somebody on your team, you know, 10% of it or 20% of it is somebody making a play that they shouldn't make, breaking a tackle, making a catch, making a throw that you shouldn't be able to make. And that's what ends up winning those games a lot of times. Along those lines, uh, Carson talked yesterday about there was so much focus on them not on you guys not being able to get the ball down the field in the passing game against Dallas. But if you had been able to like convert that third down when you were ready to kick a field goal to go up ten late in the fourth quarter, you you know nobody would be talking about that if you'd won the game. Uh, what's your perspective on that? Yeah, and that's that's true. I mean, there's no question we want to get the ball down the field. Um, you know, I will say going into that. Going in, and we had stuff called, and they're playing soft, and there's other times there are other things are happening. And but still, we you know, we want to we we talk about it each week. How do we get our matchups? How do we get the ball down the field? Um, and in general, most 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 offensive teams going saying you want to take one shot per quarter. That's usually a, a a general mindset that most play callers have. We want to get one deep shot a quarter. Um, that you want to at least call one of those. And sometimes you don't, but you don't want to force it. Um, but back to your, 
back to your question, you know, we go up against a game. You know, when you're going up against a team that we were going up against last week, a prolific offense, an explosive offense, a team that had been controlling the ball, maybe number one in the NFL in time of possession, one school of thought that I think is legitimate that we were talking about as offense, let's turn the tables. Let's us run the football. Let's us control the ball and see how this team does playing from the other side of it. That would be a nice thing. We know we have the deep. And for three quarters of that game, it was playing out not perfectly. We left a lot of plays on the field. We could have scored more points. It wasn't pretty, but we were controlling the time of possession. Our defense was playing good. And it was a pretty good formula. We were, you know, but it's not good enough. That's where, at the end of the day, you're sick. And there's no answer. I mean, there's no answer that's going to make any of us feel any better or make our fans feel better. We just, as a team, as a team, we just have to finish those, whatever it takes, whatever it takes. We just have to keep fighting and scratching and clawing and finish these games and win and win a close one. Your, your receivers lead the league in, in drops. And my question to you is, as a quarterback, how do you make, have, keep Carson to have confidence in throwing to them? And I'm wondering if it does affect his psyche when guys um, aren't routinely dropping balls, and a lot of them actually are coming down the field. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, as a quarterback, you know, if you have a drop ball, yeah, I mean, there's sometimes you get frustrated, especially when you're, you know, when, when we're trying to make a play down the field. There's no question. But Carson is such a, he's such a team guy. Uh, for a guy who, a guy who's got, you know, he's young, but he, he's not a stat guy. You know, he wants to win. He's really a team oriented guy. So as much as any quarterback I've been around, I know he's very early in his career. And maybe he'll get tainted as he gets down the road a little bit further. But right now, it doesn't seem to phase him very much. You know, he's extremely positive and supportive, um, as are we as coaches. I mean, you know, our guys are our guys. And we all realize that we, you know, each one of us make a mistake and we're never happy about it. And you press and you press and you press. Um, but as a quarterback, I, I know from experience, you can't let it affect your psyche as far as thrown to the guy. You have to read the play out. You have to attack the defense. Um, and I think Carson does that, and I think he has the confidence in, in our receivers. Right. I think it's how, a, did, how, how did, how did Wisniewski look once he came in last week, and how's he looking back? So, I thought Wiz did exactly what we thought he would do. He came in, and he, and he played well, smart, dependable, glad to have him. Right. When you look at the Giants' defense on tape, why haven't they been more successful getting to the quarterback? Um, you know, I, that's a good question because, you know, Spags has, man, he, he brings every kind of pressure imaginable. They have great disguise. They have good personnel. Uh, you know, Vernon is a great pass You know, in my opinion, I played against him a couple years ago, and he wrecked the game um, with his pass rushing ability. We know JPP is an excellent pass rusher. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I think other teams have just done a good job of getting the ball out quick. It's a fair statement to say that. Carson and Zach Ertz haven't gotten in sync yet. Um, what what do you see? Go, what's your theory be, behind it? What's what's going on there? Yeah, I think it's a fair statement. Uh, you know, I mean, yeah, I think it's a fair statement. I, I just think that we have to continue. I, th I think we have to stay the course, stay the course, stay the course. Have a sense of urgency. Keep thinking about it. Keep trying to get the ball to them, um, and and just have a breakthrough one of these games and get things back on track. But I think that's fair. And uh, I think that you know we're pushing to that. We're thinking about it. We're planning for it. I can tell you, each week we you go in and there's X number of plays geared to go to Earth since he's been back, 
and then the flow of the game or they're holding them at the line of scrimmage on one or two of them and you know it's ridiculous but whatever um, it's the NFL we you, and then to uh, you know flow of the game and I know that seems like a, an out that you hear a lot the flow of the game and you guys are probably tired of hearing flow of the game but uh, so are we we just need to make more first downs and get him the ball he's a great he's a great tight end and uh, that's our plan I think that's I think that's a part of it yeah I mean I you know, I do think, you know, early on you could tell I felt like they had a natural connection. It's easy to have a natural connection with Ertz. It really is because he's such a good route runner and he's so smart and he understands leverage and how to get open. So um, he's the kind of guy, and Carson's equally smart and understands all that stuff. So I, those two, uh, you know, should hit it off, you know. <laughs> um, they should hit it off, and we need more production, and uh, so that's what we'll, we'll keep fighting for that. Is there any change? What have you noticed about the way – Doug has kind of handled both like off the field incidents you know, lately with Josh Huff and also, you know, during the game on Sunday, he got a lot of criticism for that screen pass as well as the last six yards. How has he kind of dealt with all that stuff? You know, I've been around a lot of great leaders in football, not in football, a lot of great coaches. And I do not exaggerate one bit when I tell you, when I look at our head coach, he has all the qualities that you want to see in a leader and in a head coach. He's steady. He's unfazed by it all. He, he's competitive as all get out. He can't, you know, he works as long hours as anybody else in this building. He's grinding, but yet he's steady. He's, he's, he's a very self-disciplined man. He requires a lot of himself. I think you're around him. You rub shoulders with him. That just rubs off on you. But it's just like raising a family. You know, things don't happen overnight. I mean, you can't control everything overnight. I think what... Coach Ken Control is doing a great job, and he's the kind of guy that you want to follow. Frank, you have a history of being a wide receivers coach as well. Um, what kind of involvement do you have in helping them? Uh, and where do you think some of the attention, more attention needs to be placed on to, to help those young guys out? Yeah, coach receivers a few years, and as, a, as the coordinator, especially with having the head coach that we do, who is, you know, really the, the big coordinator. and. Uh, um, so, yeah, I try to be hands-on with the receivers as much as I can. You know, out, out on the field and in meeting rooms, we watch tape together after every practice. We go in there, and, co and coach allows me to kind of show a tape of some of the passes that we threw to kind of coach some stuff up, you know, post-practice in meetings with the quarterbacks and receivers and tight ends and backs all in there together. Um, and that's kind of I get to say a lot there, talk out in the field. Greg and I are always talking, pull receivers aside one-on-one -on -one and talking. Uh, that's the fun part about it. You know, that's the fun part of – you know, being a coordinator and being a past quarterback and a, and a receiver coach, you know, I feel like I have something to offer there and just got to keep coaching guys up, and it's a fun group to coach. In terms of receivers more, in rotation there, wide receiver, do you see a change coming in terms of maybe activating a Bryce Traggs or moving up a Paul Turner or just changing the way that, you know, if you're rotating guys on Sunday? Um, you know, I mean, I think that it's a very competitive league. You know, coach ultimately makes those decisions. Uh, it's a league where Sometimes you get injuries and, you know, you only put four or five receivers up normally. Sometimes in rare cases you only put three up. But usually it's four or five. I've been on a lot of teams that have had five up. Um, so that's a week-in and week-out decision based on what coach thinks, based on the injury situation, based on performance. Of course, this is a performance business, so that's always a factor. But, yeah, th those are all, all considerations. What, you have, what have you seen from them so far and, and what makes you confident that – the guys you have in the room right now will be able to get better as the season goes on. 
I've just seen a lot. I've seen him make a lot of plays out on the field. I, I, I know how hard they work. I know what it means to them. Um, you know, I see the effort they're putting. I, I know this sounds crazy, but I see the effort, for instance, that Nelson is putting in all of our receivers, but in the run game. I mean, Nelson is blocking as good as any receiver in the NFL right now. And you say, well, he's a receiver. Well, yeah, but you need 11 guys in the run game. And the, and the intensity that he's putting into the run, and I say this all the time to receivers, I think, this is just my personal philosophy, that when you put the effort into the run game, good things are going to come to you. When you will give of yourself, as Stout always says to the old, when you give of yourself to your teammates, when you lay it on the line for them in the run game, I just think over the long run, I might be wrong, but I just think over the long run, good things will come to you. And you've got to make the plays that come to you. And um, so that's just what I believe. And I, and I believe in the guys that we got in that room. And we've had a few bumps, but they're still our guys, and we still believe. Frank, despite his age and size, you don't seem to have any concerns with using Darren the way you <coughs> have 20 touches. Can you talk a little bit about why you don't have concerns about that? I mean, he, you know, probably last week might be the max that you, you know, that's a lot, but uh, he, he, he's a, I mean this in the most complimentary way possible. He's a freak, you know, as they say. Um, he, is, he is a genetic and physical specimen. The guy, you know, we all know the size thing, but he's probably the strongest guy pound for pound on the team. And that's something to be said. There's something to be said for that. So he can handle, he can handle a lot. Now, as you said, his age, is that a factor? Absolutely. And I know, I'm sure, I know Coach has mentioned that to me. I mean, that's probably the max we want to use Darren in the game, but he needs to stay in the mix. He's an explosive playmaker. It's fun to see him out there. He creates energy for the whole team. I think he creates energy for our fans. You see him, he draws attention from defenses. So he's got to be on the field, his lion's share. And when he can't handle it anymore, I'm sure he'll retire. But in the meantime, we have to find that blend of, how much can we use them without overusing them? And uh, so, yeah, that is a factor. Thanks. Thanks. Thanks.